Welcome back to Talking Lead. This is episode 22, and we'd like to thank our bandwidth sponsor, Firearms Radio Network. That's right. Go to www.firearmsradio.tv and get to see all the other shows that are on there. We have the uh, HG Press, which is Holder and Green Professional Real Estate Services, part of the Benchmark family. And now, the new one we have, All or Nothing Tattoo. Out of Atlanta. Out of Atlanta, out of Hotlanta, Georgia. They are some amazing, amazing artists down there. I don't have a tattoo, but if I were to get one, that's where you go. That's where I'm going to go. They're going to have to come up with something special for me. Their website is www.allornothingtattoo.com. All or nothing tattoo.com. If you want to get any of their gear, they've got t-shirts. They actually sell some artwork on there. You can go to strangleholdmerch, M-E-R-C-H.com. That's www.strangleholdmerch.com. they got some really cool merchandise on there. I've been wearing a lot of their shirts this week. Just the stuff they pump out. Go to their website, All or Nothing Tattoo. Check it out. they got great stuff in Atlanta. So what did you do with guns this week, Left Hand? Actually, what am I saying? I think I know what you did with guns this week. We did a tremendous amount with guns this week. Yes, we did. We went and visited our old buddy, James Yeager, at Tactical Response. Up at Camden, we took Fighting Pistol. And that boy put a learning on us. He did, man. Didn't I, he? The stuff we learned was amazing. I mean, we got to shoot. We, we learned a ton of shooting stuff. Zeke, I uh, thought I knew. I thought I could handle myself in a situa- confrontational situation. Okay. I, was in, I was in the same boat. Prior to, prior to this class, I mean, I was like, hey, I got this covered. It's no big deal. And somebody comes at me, I boom, boom. Dude, I'd have been dead. Yeah. From what we learned in this class, I knew nothing. Yeah. And Absolutely it, nothing. It, it totally changes your whole mindset on being in a gunfight and a gun situation. Others, other fighting situations we talked about. Uh, Just any confrontational yeah. situation. What to avoid, what not to do, how not to dress. Um, right. It's a mindset thing, and that I mean, the was, whole thing is is avoid confrontation to begin with. Don't hang out at the wrong places. Don't hang out with the wrong people. Don't put yourself in that situation, and you're not going to have to ever worry about it. Well, not to say ever, but you're not. Your odds are drastically reduced. But if you do find yourself in one of these situations, boom. Here's how you're going to handle it. You know what to do. I mean, there, there were so many, and we're not going to go into it because we think that everybody should take this class or a class like it. Uh, somewhere where you're at, but um, there's there's so many things that you think you know what to do. There's so many things that you do when you're training, like at a range, that are so yeah. wrong. And, and we've said this time and time again. Your permit class does doesn't teach you squat. You know, it it's nothing. That's just a formality so you can get your your permit. Once you do that, you need to immediately make that part of your permit procedure. Sign up with for one of these classes. Uh, fighting pistol is the one that we took at Tactical Response, mm-hmm. and again, you know, it doesn't have to be there, but you can't go wrong by going to those guys no. and and sign up for one of their classes. There's other ones around, but get something like it, some sort of a defensive carry, defensive pistol class, and continue to train. Don't just take one and be like, okay, I'm ready. Because there's stuff that I'm sure we still don't know that we could learn somewhere else. I mean, one of the guys in our network, Paul Markle, student of the gun, that's what he's talking about with the name of his show, student of the gun. Always be a student of the gun. No matter how much you know, no matter how much you learn, you're always going to be a student of the gun. It's like anything you do in life. Don't get complacent. Don't think you know it all. Don't think you know it all. Don't get complacent. Always look to get better, learn something new, relearn something, you know, because you, you get rusty, you know, you forget things. Re, relearn something. Take, you know, if, if you've took a, a, def, a defensive class before, it's been, you know, several years, 
take another one because there's probably some new techniques, new styles, you know, different things that you're going to pick up on or things you just forgot. You want to say oh. anything else about tactical response? Oh, we just want to thank, you know, thank James Yeager. Also thank our trainers, James and Scott. They were, they did a great job, taught us a lot. And I uh, just want to thank all the guys at Tactical and ladies. We had Marilyn and Mary. Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, they helped us with a lot of stuff up there. So thank you guys. Tactical Response. Check them out. www.tacticalresponse.com. And also get off the X. Yeah. Get off the X.com is their forum. So you can go and, you know, find out more about their their stuff so we are gonna be doing a fundraiser there is a organization a really really good organization called hawks locks for kids and what that is is uh, aj hawk football player from the green bay packers also played at ohio state he as everybody knows who follows football he used to have long blonde hair i think in college and some in the pros and he cut it off and sent it to uh, a company that does wigs for kids that are going through chemotherapy may have alopecia Uh, just any kids that have like a condition where they need to get a wig and left hand and I are going to grow our hair out for a year along with I'm gonna try he's gonna try I'm gonna gonna try try. I've had I've had it before uh Doug Daddish who was on the show last week he's gonna do it with us we're gonna do a special little YouTube video hopefully in the next few weeks it's gonna kind of launch it too but we encourage all our listeners to to do the same um it's a very good foundation uh there's a lot of kids sometimes this can really attack their self-esteem when they lose their hair at a young age and whether it's from chemotherapy or any other conditions and we want to be able to do something for them so easiest cheap way if you want to do i mean it is it's inexpensive it's free it doesn't cost you anything grow your hair Um, you actually save money from the haircuts that you're not going to be hey there you go but whether it costs money or not it's worth it grow your hair out with us uh send us pictures on facebook or if you've already got long hair yeah or if you've already got go ahead and cut it donate that and then start with us. So if you want to participate, grow your hair out, get it cut. Or if you already have the long hair, go out and get it cut. There are some guidelines. Go to Hawks, H-A-W-K-S, Locks, L-O-C-K-S, for kids, dot org, dot O-R-G, Hawks, Locks, for kids, dot org. You can uh, get the specific guidelines. It has to be at least 12 inches. You can't put dye in your hair, do anything like that. But you can see all those guidelines on there. We're definitely going to start it. We'll be posting pictures of our hair growing out, getting messy at first, and hopefully getting our long uh, Viking-like locks or Chewbacca-like <laughs> locks, as most people have been saying to me. But anyways, we're going to get that going. Uh, AJ Hawks Foundation up there with Doug Daddish, and we'll try to get some other celebs that we have on and maybe some YouTube guys that do the same. So just a really good foundation, hawkslocksforkids.org. I do have a correction from last week. I said you asked me where I got my rounds for the training. Mm-hmm. And I said from Nashville Armory. Right. Well, I didn't get them. I didn't buy them from the Nashville Armory. You were concerned that they sponsored me and not you. It I wasn't like concerned. That. I, I I got a guy. I was gonna say that, Andrew, such a you know, tight ass. I, I know this. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Andrew. Would he, would he give me a discount on a hat? <laughs> <clears throat> But anyway, uh, neither no, here nor there. I, I got a guy I know at the Nashville Armory that uh, he he's the one that hooked me up. So I want to thank you to him. I don't, I didn't want to. And I knew that. Throw I him in the bus. So giving you a hard time, dude. Anyways, you have a jack wagon of the week this week. Who's going to be on our jack wagon? Well, I've got a cor- I've got a correction. I need to. Oh, make you got also. a correction too? Yeah. Okay. Um, I said it was my grandmother's ninetieth birthday. Uh huh. It's her ninety fifth birthday. Oh. Yeah. And she still parties like she does. She called me cussing like a sailor saying, what do you mean? She listens? 
<laughs> no. She listens to she, the show. At she did. And she's the sweetest. Uh, you never hear a curse word come out of her mouth. Uh, but it was her 95th birthday. Sorry, Granny. So her 95th birthday, man. And y- y'all threw down pretty hard at her birthday party. <laughs> 95 years old, man. Uh, we had a nice little get-together with the family. Even if she, I'm like comatose, I want everybody to party that hard she's at like my 95th birthday. great, great. She three greats. I think she's got three great. Yeah. Like great, great, grand, great, great, great grandchildren. Because I got a great niece, so that would be her great, great granddaughter, right? Mm-hmm. So... At least that many. There was a lot of people there, to, needless to say. But, oh, there, there, another thing I've been doing with guns this week, I've, we launched a uh, Instagram uh, page a few... We did? I guess it was about a month ago, yeah. I was you, tweeting a lot. What's Instagram? Instagram is like a picture thing. It's kind of like Twitter for pictures. Oh, and uh, you know, know a, lot of, about a lot of pictures I saw on Twitter were coming from Instagram. So I'm like, okay, I'll start this Instagram thing. Go to Instagram, and it's the same as everywhere else. It's just talking lead there. And you can see some of the stuff we post. If you're on our Twitter page, you'll be able to see them because I've got it linked. As soon as I post a picture on Instagram, it zaps right into the Twitter feed. Some cool people that we've hooked up on there. Of course, you know, All or Nothing Tattoo, we talked about them in the beginning of the show. There's this company called Last Ditch Effort Gear. They've got some cool, cool stuff on there. And there was one he posted today that was a challenge coin that was shaped like a grenade and it said last ditch effort but it also was a bottle opener that thing was awesome it was like a functional challenge coin that was pretty cool but i think i think their website is lastditcheffortgear.com yeah i'm looking at it now it, it's just lastditcheffortgear.com they got some really neat stuff on there i uh, got a bunch of morale patches t-shirts a lot of paracord stuff, really, really cool paracord stuff, which you and I are both into. We both got the paracord bracelets. But. Yeah, I got some of my knives wrapped in paracord also for the handles, yeah. things like that. So check them out. <clears throat> Another thing in guns this week, um, we got our grips in from Ergo Grips. Oh, yeah. For our 1911s from uh, Ernie Sandoval. And, uh, Thank you, you guys, Ernie. You guys check them out, ergogrips.com. It's part of Falcon Industries. They do a whole line of not only grips for all kinds of different handguns and ARs, but they've got four-in rail covers. They've got, um, he, oh, he also sent an AR, it's called Sure Stop. So instead of like a foregrip, you know, one of those vertical or horizontals, this is just a, a stop that you can rest your hand into, which is very minimal, takes up very minimal real estate on your AR, nice. uh, but is very functional. So I'm trying to get away from the the magpul uh vertical grips that i've got these take up a lot of real estate so i'll get this uh this stop i'm going to try it out and see how it works too but the grips are awesome i mean they uh he sent us um two different styles that we're going to try out and test uh one is kind of a stipling stippling 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 type grip and the other was like a waffle i don't know if they call it a waffle grip or not but they've got a very positive grip to them i mean they're uh kind of a plasticky type material um but durable so i'm looking forward to trying those out but yeah ernie with ergo grips thank, thank you, you sir ernie. appreciate, we appreciate you we'll uh, be posting your interview from nra coming up soon that's actually the next one that's coming out cool so we'll shoot you uh, probably next tuesday we'll shoot you a notification let you know that check them out ergogrips.com Hey, Ralph, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week, so brace yourself, baby. So, left hand, who is our jack wagon of the week this week? Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, it's got to be those dweebs in... Uh, Did you just say dweebs? Dweebs. I don't think I've heard dweebs since, like, 6th grade, yeah. but that's awesome. Well, I can't say d***head. <laughs> you can, I just bleep or d- heads. 
I believe that one too. Yeah, but the jack wagons are those guys that attacked the um, the soldier in London. Or f- heads. Yeah, or f- heads, f- heads, whatever they are. They're unnameable. But anyway, they're jack wagons. They've got one of the guys. Uh, his and I'm going to read his name, and I'm I'm not going to be able to read his last name, but it's Michael Adibowal. So yeah, dweeb. Should I, should I bleep that out too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he is a dweeb. There's another one also. There was two people charged in the murder of this guy, but supposedly what they did is this guy was hit by their car and attacked by these two guys with knives just outside the military barracks in uh, is it Wool- Woolwich, southeast London. Prosecutor said that this guy was arrested with a gun, which is a 9.4 millimeter Dutch caliber called KNIL model 91 revolver. Hmm. which he intended to use to cause violence. Psh, no <laughs> I think we're setting a record for bleeps. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, I mean... It, it's it, frustrating. These guys are jack wagons, and for them to it, do this in public, and they they ended up beheading him, right? Yeah, uh, they cut his head off. They're just so, sick people. I mean, it just enrages me. That's the word I'm looking for. I mean, yeah. it enrages me uh, beyond belief. And this happened while we were on our way to the uh, to the training to the training. So yeah. I didn't hear anything about it until sometime after class. You know, somebody was mentioning it there in the class, and I was like, "What? Yeah. A beheading?" I was thinking it was probably over in Afghanistan or something like that. But it happened right in London, where those jack wagons don't allow people to have guns to defend themselves. Wow, especially military people. I mean, he's a soldier for God's sake. Interesting. So they hit. They run him over with a car. They stab him. They try to shoot him. I think the guy's gun jammed or didn't work or something like that mm. or blew up. I think it actually blew up oh, gotcha. in his face. Uh, and then they go on and behead. behead the guy. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Crazy. Jack wagons. Welcome so to the jack wagon I'm train. very you know, interested in how this case is going to play out. We're going to have a special part of the jack wagon train, like the prison cart of the jack wagon train. Yeah. That's where they're going. There, there's they're the first this, uh, visitors. The... Uh, the jack wagon train hell hell hole we'll call it the hell hole the jack wagon train hell hole there you go <laughs> there's our first two for that may they sodomize each other to death well hey left hand we've got a uh special guest on the phone right now we had a call in yeah we did who do we have on the phone okay. uh, that, that, that sounds gabby. familiar i think it's gabby from top shot all-stars and season four also right gabby yes it's me the same one nice. hey gabby so you're calling in from miami yes How's the weather down there? Oh, my God. has been raining all day. The shooting night has been canceled. So, oh, man. Well, <laughs> I know. I guess dry fire tonight. <laughs> so when you do your dry firing, uh, what do you use to test with or to practice with? Well, I, you know, I use the same pistol I use for competition. I use my Glock 17, and um, I just practice my draw and all that stuff. But... Very, for me, very important practicing my, you know, trigger and shooting technique and all that stuff, all the fundamentals. Do you do it in front of the mirror? I do. You know what? Sometimes I do and sometimes I just don't because gotcha. then I get distracted. Of, oh, how, how's my hand? How's my legs? I'm like, all right, let me get out of the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever use any of the, um, you know, whether it be snap caps, dummy rounds, or even something like the cert pistol that uh, Mike put out, Mike Hughes? You know, I've talked to Mike a few times, and unfortunately I haven't had a chance to actually practice with one, something that I'm going to definitely talk to him. I would love to do that in the future. But, you know, I normally don't even practice with snap caps. 
Gotcha. Perhaps with a twenty two with my twenty two rifle I will do that, but mm-hmm. um with my Glock I just you know, Glock a Glock. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Nowadays, I mean, most most newer handguns and even some rifles, you don't even need snap caps. It's completely safe to dry fire. Yeah, sensor fire firearms, it's not not an issue. I had a once on student. It was so funny. He got his pistol for the first time, and he shot it with me for the first time. And I told him, hey, okay, now we need to do dry fire. And he looked at me like, what? Do you have something? It's not the, the manual said I cannot do dry fire. <laughs> Don't worry. You can't do dry fire. You can't fire. wear those guns out, can you? <laughs> well, because you believe that he he was not a, I mean, he was not willing to do dry fire. So, okay, we'll skip that. <laughs> <laughs> well, since y'all had the, the Top Shot premiere for the All-Star season last night, did y'all have any kind of viewing party or you and your family or anything special? Or did you just... Sit at home and watch it. Oh, my God. I wish you had a camera in front of me because my <laughs> smile, when you said top shot, got bigger than normally is. <laughs> I mean, I still have the excitement from last night. Yeah, I had a night, a watch party with my friends. Sure. And actually had random people that were like, oh, my God. You know, I heard of the watch party. And when I come by, I said, yeah, you know, it was amazing. It was very, very nice. And it's exciting because it's kind of living again everything you know and seeing everything again which you know you guys filmed this what about a year ago almost wow exactly so there's a lot of things i remember like yesterday but some other things i was like wow exactly that happened (laughs) i know that they make you guys sign a uh, confidentiality thing that you're going to be keep quiet you know for this whole year how hard has it been for you to to bite your tongue when people talk to you about the show. You know, most people ask me that question, and perhaps uh, season four was more difficult. For me, season four, when people ask me, so Gabby, did you make make it for season four? Because my friends knew that I applied, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, I applied for Top Shot. So then I was like, Oh my God, I don't want to lie. I don't want to be a liar. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, trying to be the good girl and all that stuff. This time it's like, sorry, dude, I can't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit easier second time around, right? Yeah, the second time around. And, and now my friends know. Mm-hmm. You know, and they also know this time. They know, okay, don't ask her anything. She cannot say anything. So it's a lot easier. It's fun, actually. <laughs> You know, it, it seems too, I, and I haven't watched all the seasons, but I've watched a few of the episodes of each season. But uh-huh. it, it seems like they've kind of stepped up their game as far as like the the different competitions you have. Like that first one y'all did last night was pretty intense. They're getting a little more challenging, aren't they? Well, yeah. I mean, I have to say when we walked, this season was everything from the beginning, like a surprise for all of us. Because you know, you still right there on TV. Right, that we're gonna be, uh, and that's how history and Top Shot promoted it. Mm-hmm. No teams, everything is individual. Well, guess what? We did not know that until we got there. Wow! <laughs> I you didn't know what to okay. expect. Yeah, I was thinking, okay, we're gonna have teams again. How's this going to be? So for us, in a way, it was like, wow. So this is how it's gonna be, and then the proving ground was different. So. It was kind of intense in that way that you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Or what are they going to, they are going to make you do. You know, that's the difference with Top Shot. That's, that's the excitement of, of being part of it. And people that like that, some people 
like, oh no, I just shoot my dog, or I just shoot my pig. Here is like whatever, you know. Can you reveal where they shoot the show? What? Can you reveal where they shoot the show, where it's shot at? Well, I cannot say exactly the location, but it's in California. Okay, in California. Go figure. (laughs) Now, when when you guys are... I don't know if they shuttle you out or how they get you. Do you all go in a group when you're on your on the trip out to the house when when yeah. you first got there? So uh, I can yeah. imagine the conversations that you guys are having trying to speculate what's going to happen, huh? Oh, I've had, I don't know how many, you know, uh, times we have tried to speculate and tried to figure it out and getting to their producer's mind about what they're going to do next. We never got it right. <laughs> Nobody was yes. even close, huh? I mean, you can put 16 people knowledgeable about firearms and different backgrounds. And we came up with such a crazy ideas of how we could do this next <laughs> challenge. And no, didn't happen. Do, uh, so do they I ever get your... Do they ever get your guys' input on different things they could do? Or sh- or maybe... No. No? They don't even Not get your input on that, huh? I mean, if you think that we have to be, you know, very quiet and secret about, you know, Thompson and all that, they those guys are experts on that. <laughs> They're pros at being quiet. Yeah, right? they don't... Nothing slips out. It's, like, super secret. And obviously it has to be like that, so it's fair for everyone, you know? Gotcha. So... Well, so how do you feel about answering some, some questions from, from not only us, but from our listeners? I love that. You know, I actually, you know, when you guys contacted me to do this, I thought, you know, what, whatever questions that you have, you guys have, I'd love to answer them. And if they are from your, you know, fans and followers, yeah. I'll be definitely more than glad to. Awesome. Well, we've got a big three that we ask everybody that comes on the show. And it's just okay. three basic questions. We just get in a little bit to know about you and firearms. But the uh, first one being, how did you originally get into firearms? Uh, my dad. Okay. He went to Venezuela. He went to, to the range, and then he saw a junior shooting team, and it, he said to the uh, to the board, hey, I have three girls at home. <laughs> <laughs> so the all three girls would start shooting. Awesome. What age was that? Uh, my older sister back then, she was 15. I was 11 and 10, my other sister. Uh. Interesting is that my dad thought that myself and my youngest sister, we were too young to start shooting. So he kept us, he kept just doing dry fire for a year. Gotcha. That's cool. It's actually a pretty good so, idea. Yeah. Well, you know, that I have been thinking that I think that's what made me so much, you know, in love with the sport because after a year, I'm like, I'm going to shoot. <laughs> you couldn't wait. <laughs> driving you nuts. <laughs> you yeah, learned exactly. all the fundamentals oh first, right? I'm going to be a big girl like my sister. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, another question we ask is, do you have any military or law enforcement background at all? Nope. Nope? I don't know. No, nothing. <laughs> but you do have some... Uh, Olympic. Olympic backgrounds, right? Um, I'm proud to say, yeah, I'm proud to say that I'm an Olympian and, you know, I, when I was very young and, and really loved the sport and I worked hard with a lot of limitations back in Venezuela in my home country, 
but you know, I made it happen and made my dream to be in the Olympic Games. Awesome. Weren't you the youngest, um, or were you the first female on the Venezuelan? Yeah, uh, Uh, actually, after years. I mean, I I don't know exactly, but I would guess between perhaps 30 to 40 years, no other, uh, there was a Venezuelan athlete, I mean, shooter, a man who went like 30, 40 years before I did. Mm-hmm. But since then, it has been like uh, a, the door open for my the shooting sport in my country. Oh wow! So, so you can that, that's not only that was the first woman, but pretty much my country after me has been present in Olympic Games in shooting. So you paved the way for other females, yeah. for that sport Definitely. in that country. Nice, yeah. good job. There <laughs> <laughs> you go, Gabby. How many medals, <laughs> Trailblazer? How many medals have you won? Oh, uh, medals were Olympic or yeah, yeah. Olympic medals. No, Olympic medals, like in the Olympic Games, I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you've done Pan American Games and and. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Yes, so I, sure, I sure did. It, it is, you know, sometimes you you don't know how how life is gonna take you. I did the Olympic cycle that we have to do in South America, and we end up in the Pan American Games. Well, all those. Travels that I did, Brazil, Peru, you name it. And all of them, I won silver medal. And when I went to the Pan American Games, I was like, man, silver medal again. I mean, imagine Pan American Games is the second best shooter in the continent. And I was just thinking, when the gold is going to come? But, you know, that's the spirit of the athlete. It's, you know, always trying to be best. And my best reward was that, that medal. I earned my spot to go to the Olympic Games. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, you can't beat that. Yeah, I was awesome. And then the third question we ask, when it comes to pop culture, whether it's a movie, a music video, video game, whatever, that Book. involves firearms, books, uh, that involves you know guns, what's kind of like your go-to? What's your favorite? <clears throat> you really, you're asking me? <laughs> I'll say Top Shot. <laughs> Oh, there's there's the right answer. That's not a shameless plug at all. Not at all. You know, if you if you would have put the show, perhaps you would have had another answer. But no, it's Top Shot. (laughs) So remind me next time, left hand, we have another Top Shot person. And don't ask that question. Don't ask that. We'll just we'll just know. We'll say other than Top Shot. There you go. So let's do that to you right now. Other than Top Shot. What's your second favorite? What's your second favorite? Well, I really like this book called Winning Mind. Okay. Winning. Yeah. The Winning Uh, Mind? No, Winning in Mind. Winning in Mind. I actually read, yeah, it was a very nice book. I don't remember who wrote it. I wrote it years ago, so that's very Awesome. Now, speaking of books, aren't you in the process of working on uh, one yourself? Yes. Tell us about that. Yes, I'm very excited. Um, you know, uh, people ask me about what is the difference between myself and some other instructors, and I say just the fact that I was instructor for 10 years. I had a coach next to me. So what I put in this is actually a shooting manual. This is not a 200, 200-page book. I would have taken a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. But actually tried to make something very straightforward, very simple, a lot of techniques that is very easy and understandable for people that are getting into shooting sports and some others that they have been, you know, shooting for a long time, but for some reason they cannot make it perfect. 
Maybe they're they're so, stuck at a plateau in their yeah. It's like oh yeah. man, you know, I want to shoot good, but still. So and and it's a it's a look that is designed to any age for anyone. Like if you are a kid, you know, you can give it to a kid um, as a gift for teenagers, an adult, women, men. It doesn't have any gender. It doesn't have any age. It's just a knowledge. I share my knowledge. It's a book for all ages, huh? Yeah, I I really share my knowledge. I think there's a point in life, and um, don't think I'm thinking I'm I'm old because I'm very young. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a point in life when you have got people behind you teaching you and and you know making you be better and all that stuff. There's a point where you want to get that knowledge back. It's like that four has given me so much. I want to give it back. It's like you know what I want people to enjoy and and what I enjoy in shooting, and that is when you are doing things right. Sure, and I can imagine with with your background and your your history and experience, being an Olympian, being on you know the Top Shot show, you've got your own uh, instruction school yeah. down in Miami, correct? Yes, uh, yes. You have you have got a you've probably got more knowledge uh, than most people that you know have been shooting for you know fifty sixty years. Just, just and, and, everything and that you've some, done in the short amount of time that you, that you've done it. Yeah, and and sometimes you know I know what you're saying and you're saying it great. And like I like I tell people, it depends. Most people can be knowledgeable, but what are you knowledgeable of? You know and. Uh, my knowledge goes beyond regular shooting, as you say. So it's all about mindset. It's about, you know, trusting your abilities and trying to understand why your body wants to do this when you want to do that. And that's one so, thing That's one thing we were just talking about with the, uh, we did a training this weekend that was, a lot of it was the mindset, you know, the breaking the chains of thinking what you're going to do, but when you actually see it, it's not what you do. <laughs> Definitely. And, you know, I'm doing this, the name of the book. It's actually it's going to be a series of books. And oh, okay. It's, it's actually called Troubleshooting. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Troubleshooting. Troubleshooting because at the end, that's what we do. We find solutions. That's it's right. A, it's a book that you find solutions. So this first one is Marksmanship of Your Pistol. And, you know, I have some other troubleshooting but maybe mindset and so on and so forth so this is only the first part first in a series nice yeah. mm-hmm. and do you like have a release that. date yet no i actually oh my god you know i am very picky when stuff like this because i'm putting my heart into this book i mean oh, sure. i i wrote the book i i'm actually designed i actually designed the layout of the book um I designed the cover of the book wow. because I want the book to be the way I want it to be. You know, yeah. every every picture that you see in that book, inside of the book, the way it is, the is because there's a reason behind it. And I thought and about you it did it all yourself. Yes, yeah. basically. <laughs> you you and I have talked before in the past, and you're a very hands-on individual, and you like things to be a certain way. And, uh, you know, we were talking about that with your book 
and you know why it's taking you so long to get the book out. Gabby, get somebody else to help you so we can get that book out. <laughs> Let go of it. I, I know. You know, the other day I was watching a movie, and actually The Prince in New York, it's an old movie with uh, Eddie Murphy. And he's coming from Africa. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, coming to coming America. Coming to America, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a classic. <laughs> they, were, they were interviewing one of the girls. Uh, to kind of have a date and stuff like that. And there was one, she was saying, okay, I want to have my first movie. I want to be the first actor. I want to be the first. I'm like, oh, that sounds like me. I want to do everything. <laughs> That's awesome. But, well, you know, sometimes uh, I really have dreams, and I don't let them back. I really try to make them happen. We've also got some uh, listener questions here. Left hand, why don't you okay. take that first one? Sure. All right, and, and we've just left everybody anonymous. Uh, they'll know what their question was. Um, this one okay. wants to know about season four. What was your toughest competition in season four? Well, most people say, and I would say that too, I think, was the 1,500-yard uh, shot. Obviously, I was eliminated that shot, but it was not challenging because I didn't do it. You know what? It was hard for me not knowing it. Something that really bugs me is when I don't know something. So you can't like prepare that. for it? Yes, it's the knowledge. Because your brain, you, you know, you know how to walk. Therefore, you might know how to walk fast. But you might not know how to walk and jump at the same time fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that I think that challenge was, I wouldn't say toughest, but I would say was uh, like an, ah, like, you know, that kind of thing, like you say, my God, I wish, I wish I knew how to do it because I know I can do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think everybody like knew that you could, you could do that shot, too. Everybody <laughs> knew you had that shot in you. <laughs> I, you know, and I actually did. It just took me two minutes, two minutes and 20 seconds or so. Gotcha. And not at 1,500 yards. But, you know, I wish I could have done it faster, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> after After those those competitions do they give you a chance to go back like off camera and and try it again or is it once it's over it's over yeah once it's over it's over you have one you know certain amount of shots and time Mm -hmm. and challenges and if you don't make it with that or within that time that's it your time is up you're gone huh (laughs) well this this next question it's anonymous, but I, I'm thinking it may have been Left Hand that wrote it in, but uh, I don't know. I won't, I, won't, I won't call him out on this, but the question is, is Colby really that cute? Oh, that sounds so good with your voice. <laughs> He's a handsome man. <laughs> well, you know what? It was funny. This time, in, in the previous season, Colby was very, you know, um, separated from us, he just go. He used to go just to the challenge, and we'll see him there, and that's it. This season, he was very, you know, interactive with us. He even sat uh, sat with us during lunch, and we'll talk about guns and stuff. So I think that's what makes somebody, you know, well, cute or cool or something <laughs> like that. So in a way, he's a very cool guy, and yeah, he's cute. <laughs> <laughs> So his attractive factor went up once uh, you learned he knew a little more about guns, right? 
Yeah, right. Well, no. <laughs> if you see him, you need to tell him that there's this show called Talking Lead that really, really wants to come do his Texas Triggers uh, event thing. Ah, cool. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> do you interact with Colby any after the show? Do you guys still stay in contact with one another? Well, no. You Not know, so much. Um, he, yeah. Uh, you know, he's definitely a different aspect. He has different businesses. He has his own stuff. So, no much. I would say not much connected. Sometimes I see him and you know trade shows like different shows. events. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he will be like Gabby, and we, you know, we say hi and we talk and take pictures. I mean, super nice. Like he's got a no car pet. restoration business, doesn't he? A what? A car restoration business. I, you know what? I don't really know. I, I, don't, I just know he has his um his gun range and and all that stuff. Got a gun range. I would, you know, perhaps one day I'll go and and do that. Yeah, it looks intense. I mean, they have all kinds of firearms, zip line stuff. Uh, oh, this is at Colby's Range? Yeah, it's called Texas Triggers. Oh, we should all go out there, Gabby. There we go. We'll yeah, drop in on him. Cool <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's get to our next question. It says, who was the coolest person besides you in oh. Season 4 and All-Stars? <laughs> if I say... She, everybody's going to be, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have to say, you know, uh, Chris Chang was a very, um, you know, easygoing person. Not complicated at all. Yeah. He, if you will be like, hey, Chris, you want to do this? And he'll be like, yeah. Hey, Chris, what do you think about that? Cool. So, you know, it was a nice guy to hang around and talk to. You know, whatever. Drama-free kind of guy. Yeah, very nice. And cook, like, you know, like a chef. So that makes him even cooler. That he can cook? <laughs> that even makes him even better. That there you go. Amazing. Whole nother and dimension. And on season five on All Stars, I would say something that most people think is weird, but Adam, you know, most people think of Adam season one, that he was very... You know, uh, kind of, you know, most people didn't like his attitude. And yeah, had a bad attitude, yeah. Yeah, some, you know, but I don't know. He was very nice, and he would have always jokes and uh, always uh, cool stories. And he would be bugging me because he was the tallest guy in the house, and I was the smallest girl in the house. So, <laughs> so it was, I think, those two would be my favorite. So, So you think Adam... Despite his appearance on season one, he was a pretty cool guy. Yeah, I mean, I re- I I really had a great time every time we hang out. Everybody on the uh, either sitting outside and reading books, you know, or whatever. It was pretty cool. So you you can tell us we've only got like four or five listeners. Nobody will ever know who who like just annoyed you. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that was coming, Gabby. <laughs> Who's what? Who was annoying? <laughs> Who was annoying? Who was just a jerk? Well, is there anybody that was just a just you just couldn't stand? And like, and this on which one? <laughs> both. Uh, this one. Let's go both. Season four and all. Oh, I'll say, I will say, season four. Somebody who today he loved me and his family, you know, and because I never fought. I mean, I never, you know, was against him or anything. It was Colin. Colin. <laughs> yes, season four. He would always bug me, and he was always, 
you know, making fun of me and stuff like that. But I'm very easy going. I'm like, you know, people say, oh, you're short. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> I know that. Tell me something I don't know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I get the opposite of that all the time. It's like, hey, you're tall, yes. <laughs> yeah, you remember you remember Zeke, don't you, Gabby? <laughs> yeah, like, no, and, and season five, you know what? Everybody was very cool. I can't even say anybody that I know to me. Nice. So so you can't say that you're glad that Greg was the first one eliminated? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say anything. No, you take the no. fifth on that one, Gabby. You know what? Greg, I know him. And obviously, I mean, last season, I, all my, all the time I stayed on season four, he was there, obviously. And... He's a cool guy. It's just sometimes the way he say things. He's whiny. <laughs> he, he is an excuse meter. Oh my gosh! Is he excuse meter or excuse maker? M- well, I was gonna say monger, but it, it didn't come out right. It came out as meter. He's got he's got an excuse for everything. It's like even even last night we were watching it last night, and I was like, okay, what's his excuse gonna be on this uh, this peacemaker? <laughs> Oh, my hands are too big. I just couldn't get it to seat properly. And da 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 da. It's like, oh my gosh, please stop it. <laughs> Bless his oh. heart. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. well at least next, you... next question. Next question. <laughs> she's, she's slick. She knows how to do this stuff. <laughs> um, well, you kind of answered the the next one we have. It said, "Do they give you practice runs on the competition prior to doing them?" And you've pretty much said that that's once you get out there, that's it, right? Well, sometimes we have practice. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we do. Actually, you're gonna start seeing it. Um, like in season four, you know, we have the practice day, the challenge day, and the elimination day. Now, yeah. the difference with the practices is that we don't really have much practice at all. Most people think, oh, I can do that. And I'll be like, yeah, with a farm you have never touched before, and you have only 10 minutes to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it might not seem so easy. On a wobbling but, platform, uh, upside down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. So those are the challenges that, you know, the contestants that we, you know, we we were getting into, you know, that get knowing that you're going to shoot and you know, you need to shoot perfect and good in order to stay in the competition with a farm that you've never shot. You don't know if it's, some, if it's uh, zeroed or, or it's in good condition. It's just there. That was going to be my question is, do they zero those guns for you guys prior to? Uh, you know, it, it is a tough call to say that. Um, I wouldn't say they're completely zeroed. Uh, sometimes you have to hold up and you have to deal with it. Right. I mean, that makes the competition a little bit more tougher because you have to guess. But, you know, everybody has the same condition. Exactly. So say, but at the same time, everybody's, yeah, to, everybody's got to, the same condition. Yeah, you have to go with it whether you like it or not, you know. <laughs> so, it's pretty cool in a way. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's what makes that show, I guess, is as real as it can be is you guys don't have the opportunity to practice these shots prior to. No. I mean, just Except to for give those you a couple times. Just, just to give you an idea, in Top Shot in my season, the day I was eliminated, in our practice, okay, the farthest shot I have done so far before that practice was 500 yards. Wow. But I right. We shot this, the practice, 
was 750 yards, okay? Even with the help of George and Kelly, I managed to, you know, kind of dial in the rifle, and I had the best shooting group. But then the challenge was twice. It was 1,500 yards. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that practice. No. Wow. You know, and you have a 40-mile wind. And so it's like, okay, where, where do I go? You and know. that's something that they don't really tell you other than if you see the flags blowing is if there's wind conditions or, you know, what, what all's coming into play on your shot. Now, yeah, exactly, but no, not all that information is available. So you have to, you know, work with whatever you have, guessing, uh, and trying to make it as good as you can possibly can. You know, so having all your tools and having your rifle or having your firearm, yeah. And, you know, I can actually make that shot if I have my rifle that I know, the bullet that I know it works and how to do that. But uh, making a shot in, in a completely different environment where, you know, you it's completely out of your control and it's time, pressure and all that stuff, I can put that. I can't leave that out, (laughs) you know, makes it even more, you know, difficult in a way. So on the first competition, I mean, they, they no holds barred on this. I mean, they just came out swinging with the first competition. They put you guys through with the, the, uh, the three guns there. When you saw what you guys were doing, I mean, you had a really awesome time. And this is one of our our questions here too. Um, Mm -hmm. What was going through your mind prior to to making that run? Well, I was worried. Actually, when we were walking down, you know, to get to the uh, to the challenge, when you see us on TV, when, you know, walking under uh, the the entrance, I was just seeing that rope. I'm like, oh my god, I don't know if I'm gonna re- be able to reach it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done, like I said, I'm not in the military or I don't have any law enforcement background. Therefore, I've never done any type of obstacle course, which for some people might be something simple. Like I said, you put me a gun in my hand, voila, but put me something like this, I'll try to do it. But So I was very worried about that, trying to make it good. And the guys were so supportive. You know, they were like, don't worry, Gabby, you're going to do it. You just need to put your full flex there. And you're just going to pass super quickly. And actually, you know, that I think their encouragement, you know, the same team members, I mean, the green shirt guys, kind of said, okay, you know what, let me do it. Now, when I saw um, Gary shooting the ball on the last station that oh, he couldn't wow, shoot yeah. for so long time, I was like, oh, my goodness. I'm going to be able to do this. So, yeah, I mean, the challenge it was not easy in the eye. It's actually, it was faster than perhaps I thought it were going to be. And it's all about, like I said, mindset. I mean, your mind plays so many bad things instead of seeing you, you know, being the first one. It's like all the bad things that could happen. That's what you think. Yeah. <laughs> and you said faster. That brings up kind of our next question. Okay, was it editing, or did you really shoot that peacemaker that quickly? Because it looked like you just kind of walked up there, eyed the target, grabbed the gun, bang, and then it was like a nearly perfect shot. Was was, <laughs> was that just editing, or did you really do it like that? <laughs> well, obviously, taking time to get up off the bench and walk to the table. and get, So there is a sort of a 
editing in a way because otherwise we'll need hours and hours and hours in order to put, you know, so many hours of filming and only, you know, they're trying to put that in only 40 minutes. Yeah, right, right. But now that they've got rid of Greg, it'll only take them 30 minutes. (laughs) They cannot show me, they can't show me from the bench, walk to the table. No, that's not the part that is, you know, uh, interesting. Right. It's just a shooting, but as far as me grabbing the gun and aiming and shoot, yeah. Wow. That was it. Because if you think about it, if you think about it, I had only one shot. Mm-hmm. You did, you know, and you had a and well shot, well placed shot. What, what, what do you need? How many, how many times you need to aim and shoot? You right. grab the gun, aim, boom. And and yeah. you were the first one to do it too. I mean, oh my goodness! Anyone we'll talk about that. pressure? You know, setting the pace for everybody. We we got out of the actual challenge, and you know, I'm in the bottom main. I'm like, oh my god. It's not like the other top shot. <laughs> <laughs> I might be eliminated right now. So when we got there, they gave us the rules for everything. They said, okay, now randomly, you know, and we got to pick a number, and I picked the number one. And oh, I was oh, like, wow. I was like, great. You know, it's not like they told me, oh, God, you're going to shoot first. No, it was just a matter of luck. This is a competition. And sure. if, you know, people see on TV and they think, oh, it's over. No, I mean, everything is fair. You know, I put my hand and grab a number, number one. So I'm the number one. <laughs> and your form that you did, Zeke told you earlier, we took a class uh, this past weekend, and the form that you were doing looked very familiar from what we were taught to do during mm-hmm. our classes. You brought it up center uh, body, and then you pushed it out. And yeah. then, I mean, as soon as you pushed it out, I mean, it was like, bam, you're right on target. You didn't wait. You didn't think about it. You put it out. You put the sight on target and pulled the trigger. Yeah, definitely when, especially when it comes, believe it or not, when it comes to precision, the more you think, the worse it's going to be. Which, sure. which, and I'm not bashing on him again, but Greg, I think that was his, <laughs> seriously, I think that was his problem. He's, he sat there and he thought about it way too long. Yeah. You know, it's so, many, so many things that could happen in the shooter, and, you know, I, like I said, I, I have competed a lot of everywhere around, I wouldn't say everywhere, but in, a, you know, around the world and different competitions, and, you know, every competition is different than the other. Yeah. Well, obviously, that particular competition played well into your um, your <laughs> expertise. So, but that yeah. that shot was amazing. I can't believe that anybody got closer. Was it um, um, what was the last guy that shot? Brian Sims. Brian, yeah, I knew he was going to get close, but I didn't think he would beat your shot. But he put it right on the right on the board. Well, you have to remember, Brian is the ten, eleven time national champion in Camp Perry. Yeah. Hmm. I, when when I got into this competition, I saw everybody that were going to be competing, especially him, Blake Miguez. I said. Wow, I better put my best game here, otherwise I'm gone. I mean, these people are no joke. So I thought, you know, especially on, uh, you know, these shots, the first one, I'm the only girl. So trust me, I didn't want to be the first one to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, because everybody you got a lot remembers to prove, that. Right? Everybody remembers that. That's right. You know, everybody remembers for years. Who was the first girl who got out? Yeah. But you don't remember who was the first guy who got out and whatever. 
<laughs> or the second one. So I was like, oh, my God, all that pressure, being the first one and the only girl, it makes things, it what makes me even more. Puts a little more pressure on you, doesn't it? It was more intense. Yes, I have to say it was more intense. I really like to be uh, looked at not as that little, you know, woman that is petite or whatever. I like to be looked at another competitor um, to have the same skills and can shoot as good as anyone. Yeah. Well, I can only assume that, and they didn't, they didn't focus on you a lot on this show, um, mm-hmm. that that means there's more to come from Gabby. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I actually was surprised, too. You know, I talk a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's perfect for us. We don't have to work that but, hard. <laughs> but, you know, but you know what? That's what I say. It's so much material that you just cannot put everything in, you know, on, on, on one episode or everything. It's impossible. So they try, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a producer. I'm not an editor. They just try to food, you know. You, you just show up and shoot the guns, right? Well, yeah, that's all I need to do. Just <laughs> jump back and shoot, and that's it. <laughs> so uh, at one at one point, and I know they do this throughout all the shows, but uh, you know, you guys have these really nice spreads that to, that they put you up in these houses, uh, wherever they may be. Um, mm-hmm. You know, talk a little bit about the the living arrangements in the house, the the food. Uh, you know how how they come about choosing the food, who eats what, so on and so forth. Uh, do you get to cook your or pick your own food, or how's that work? Well, um, the house was great. I always have my own room in season four. I have I was sharing my room with Michelle. Right. In this season, um, I had my own, actually my own bedroom as well. Nice. Uh, yes. I had to share um, the master bathroom with the guys. But, you know, we had a rule. I have, like, a little note they'll put in the back. So they knew that, you know, I was using the bathroom. So the whole bathroom was for me. As there, long you as there you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the guys were very, you know, very gentlemen. And they respect me a, a lot. And that's great. And so the, the living in the house was excellent. As far as the cooking and all that stuff, we have been blessed. Because last season... Like I said, Chris Chang and William Bessard. I mean, those guys cook like angels. I, mean, I love awesome. So you guys cook your own food. They don't have a chef that comes in to do no, all that. No, no, we don't. We don't. We don't have a chef, but we actually cook as if we have one. <laughs> so I can't complain. <laughs> uh, in this season, Brian Sins and Chris Dorino. Oh my goodness! I mean, talk about. Almost being in a restaurant, but no any restaurant, like high-end restaurant. These guys cook stuff like that. So, so they, really they could have another career outside of shooting, huh? I I have to say, I mean, definitely. This guy cooks amazing. Now, and did you cook any? Food. I do, yeah, sure. I could Venezuela cook anything in Venezuela food. <laughs> did you did you cook in the house during the, during the show? Believe it or not, Brian Sins and Chris Arino, they were very hands-on. I mean, I always help, but they have, like, you know, they knew what they wanted to do. So it's like <laughs> so they took control of the kitchen, huh? <laughs> exactly. It's like they were, you know, that was, they owned the kitchen. And I didn't, you know, I didn't mind. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, right? If somebody wants to cook for <laughs> you. Know, was, Heck yeah. No, I was not complaining. <laughs> so we, we, we've got some non-Top Shot questions coming up, but I, I have one more Top Shot question. And oh, okay. 
uh, a couple months ago, uh, met Dustin up here in Tennessee. He came up to uh, 22 Plinkster's church and did a speaking thing. And then, of course, we met him again at NRA. Does he ever not smile? <laughs> <laughs> he always has a smile on his face. It's like I almost want to like just go, okay, just smile, just frown, do something. <laughs> you know, I, I haven't had the, you know, an opportunity to really interact with him because every time I see him, it's going to be in a trade show. Gotcha. And you know how it is. It's like we are all over the place. It's like if we met, it's like almost coincidence that we met. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's always like that. He's always smiling. He's always, you know, super cool. And I love that because in a way I am like that. So yeah. he's a very nice guy to hang out in. He is. He's a great guy. Really neat guy. Yeah, he, he sure is. Along the lines of kind of your past, uh, what was your most, one of the listeners wants to know, what is your most a memorable Olympic moment? Um, You know, when I won my medal in the Pan American Games, mm-hmm. I knew after that we're going to go to the Olympics. And it happened one year before I went to the Olympics. During that time, I don't know why, I was kind of in disbelief that I was actually going to go to the Olympics and like the dream come true to any athlete. Mm-hmm. It's like biggest thing you can ever imagine. So until I got there and I was walking and to go to the stadium for the inauguration of the Olympic Games, and I was walking and got out, and I saw all the flashes, and I even cried. <laughs> and I waved everyone, and, you know, it's just the spirit. The spirit of the Olympic Games is something that is on the, you can describe. People, they look at you not like, you know, like um, like a celebrity. They, Look at you like heroes, like, wow, you made it to the Olympic Games. How hard do you work for it? So I think one of the best things for me was being able to be part of the inauguration of Sydney 2000. That's awesome. It was, it was breathtaking. It was amazing. Now, you've got a, a Facebook page also, and I've been yes. I've been reading some of your, your posts on there, um, and you were... <clears throat> And I didn't get a chance to read the the whole story, but there was something related to when you were an Olympian, uh, a taxi driver that you guys had during one of. You want yeah. to talk about that? Sure. That okay. was so, that was so weird because I have been receiving that phone call, that number for a couple of days already, and I'm looking at that number and my phone because it's a different phone than my regular phone, and I'm like this seems international, that's not my Venezuelan phone number, so whatever. I hang up and hang up until today in the morning, I saw the same number. So you know what? Let me answer. So here it is, this guy says, hey, Gabby? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's me. And he's like, oh, how are you? And I'm like, who is this? And he said, tell me his name. And then he says, your friend from Australia. And I'm Really? <laughs> I'm like, all right. And I'm like, okay, if you're my friend, how did I meet you? And he said, I am the taxi driver. I'm your, ta- I'm your taxi <laughs> driver. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I can't believe it. Then I remember he's from the Lebanon. He's from Lebanese. And he was so nice the first time we 
to, you know, we asked the taxi driver to stop, obviously. Right. And he stopped. We got in, all the girls for the shooting team. That was actually the pre-Olympics. And that was not the Olympics. That was the pre-Olympics. And he drove us around. And every time we needed somebody, we'll call him. So he became our taxi driver, our friend, our Australian friend, and he will take us everywhere in Australia. So he's like your chauffeur. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. But he was very nice. Like, he didn't mind doing it. I mean, it was his job. But like I said, you know, that Olympic spirit and all that stuff. So he said that he worked in, in a store in Australia, which is a gun shop, he said, because he's in a police officer or something like that. And he said that he saw a poster with my, you know, a poster of me, which I didn't even know I had. <laughs> <laughs> so you got some uh, unlicensed yeah. posters out there floating around? Yeah, I know. Let's, let's just hope it's not like this shrine in his closet with candles everywhere in your poster. <laughs> I hope it's not. I hope it's not. And he said, Gabby Franco Topshot. So he said when he looked at it, he said, oh, my God, I think I know her. I think I know her from somewhere. <laughs> so finally he figured it out, and he obviously did some research on me, and he found my, you know, the phone I have on my website, and he called me off. And he was telling me, I don't want to freak you out. I'm calling you, but I don't want to freak you out. <laughs> I was like, don't worry. I mean, I'm actually glad that you called me because he actually brought so many good memories. You well, that's know, cool. that was a, I thought that was a cool story, yeah. Yeah, and, and then he said, you know what? I went through your pictures on Facebook and your face, and there's something that has never changed on you. And he said, your smile. It seems like you are enjoying your life. I was like, oh, thank you, whatever. And I actually told him to send me an email. Because those are things in life that you're talking about 10, 12 years ago, and you leave such an impact in someone. Like, yeah, you, know, you definitely made an impression on this guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody that remembers you, somebody that rem remembers your smile. I mean, I'm not even talking about, you know, oh, I like your eyes. Or right. like, no, it's like something very, so I really, I really, I think it was very cool story and thing to live today <laughs> it was awesome well thanks for sharing that one with us I, I didn't know if you wanted to go into that or not since it was on your facebook page but uh cool yeah. story i like that we'll definitely keep that one in yeah it, it, it is uh it is one of those stories that you cannot write i mean so you can you can almost make it up that in a movie or in a book oh this person knew me 10 12, 12 years ago Actually, thir almost 13 years ago, and he still remembers my face from that picture. And he looked me up, and he found me. It's like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. tell us, what is your absolute favorite firearm? Oh, my goodness. You're making it very tough for me now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To tell the truth, there's no absolute favorite gun for me. There's nothing called absolute because I see guns like what I'm going to be doing. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to handguns, I really like my Glock. Nice. I really do. I can. I can and you have a Glock that. 17, right? I do. Well, I have a Glock 17, a Glock 34, I have an upper for a Glock 35. You sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> now you were are you were you at one point on I may be mistaken, but were you at one point on Team Glock or No, no. Never. Okay. I don't know why I thought that. No, I never never been on Team Glock, but 
So handguns, um, Glock. Yeah, you know, I have good my choice. I have Glocks, and I also like my MMP. I would say those are the two ones that, you know, I put my hands on fire for. Like, you know what? Tried and true that you would trust your life with, right? Yes. I can say I can trust either one of these guns, and I wouldn't mind whatsoever to use them. What about rifles? Rifles at AR-15. I mean, some people, I used to work in a gun shop for six years. At a girl. Yeah. So, you know, I'm pretty knowledgeable with fire rifles and handguns and all that stuff. So uh, people say, oh, AK-47 and stuff like that back five, six years ago. And, you know, I looked at AK-47 and I thought, yeah, if I were in the desert, <laughs> but I'm in the city. I want my AR-15. <laughs> so, Is there a certain model that you prefer over another on the ARs? I know well, you've got to have your own decked-out custom AR. Well, I have my te- uh, Black Rain Ordnance. Nice. Which is, yeah, yeah it, that thing is rock solid. Uh, it's amazing. And I also have um, Teludyne Tag Precision Barrel System, which is very good. Mm-hmm. But I really like the rifles. very simple. I don't like the uh, standard front-side post. I like my rifles to be flat you know, um, flat top, so mm-hmm. I can put adjustable rear and front side or put an optic. Uh, for me, weight is very uh, important and because, you know, people like to put stuff and stuff in the rifle and you make it heavier and heavier and mm-hmm. heavier. And if you shoot for a long period of time, that you get tired and tired and tired. Um, I don't like to put much stuff. It's a very simple uh, rail system. Now, are you uh, using, they, when we were at the NRA, anyway, we went to their booth and we did a review there, and uh, he had showed us their new lightweight uh, four-end system. Are you using yeah. that on your? No, right now. I'm not using oh, that, that right now. Oh, that thing was just feather light. I mean, yeah. It was ridiculous. I actually, I was there for a few, and I grabbed it, and I could not believe how light that quad rail was. Yeah. It was almost unreal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was just, and, and it's metal too. You wouldn't have believed that it was that it was metal. No. The first thing that you want to ask is like, is is this, is this thing going to break? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but no. It's, but no it's, he it's told us. Well, we'll post that video yeah. uh, soon. But he had told us everything that that it was composed of, and uh, I mean, tougher than nails. Uh, and, let me know when the video stops. I'll definitely. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and there's another uh, listener question that we might as well just turn into a segment we have here. Uh, EDC check. What we do is every time we say EDC check on the show, we everybody has to go around the room and say what their everyday carry is and that they have on them now. If you don't have anything on you now because you're at home, that's fine. But just kind of say what your everyday carry is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I carry a uh, car PM9. Nice and yes, concealable. I carry that one in the small of the back. I carry on me all the time. I yeah. also carry a pocket knife, which one day I'll make a video and show you what is my awesome pocket knife. And I also carry my pepper spray. So all three at once. <laughs> gotcha. Today I have got my Glock 19, and I've got it at 4 o'clock on my right hip. I've got my SOG Trident knife. 
and the special uh, tool logic with the whistle is in the car. <laughs> Actually, that one's mine. I left. I left. Oh, was that yours? Yeah. Oh, okay. I left it in the truck. Well, then mine's probably still in a suitcase from last weekend. So obviously, I'm not carrying my tool logic today, but I do have the uh, double agent neck knife. Nice. Is that okay. the cold steel? It's the cold steel double mm-hmm. agent neck knife with a uh, serrated edge. And then I've got my Glock 22 nice. with black holster, uh, black hawk holster side hip. And Wait, uh, I'm wearing shorts holster. today, so I don't have uh, I don't have my backup on me. He's got the Serpa. Oh, the Serpa. Okay. Yeah, the Serpa. Okay, cool, cool stuff. Awesome. Cool stuff. I wish I could carry a Glock 19, but if I carry, you will think I have a, a third leg or something. <laughs> See, <laughs> but, but you you know how tall I am, so uh, the Glock 19 on me is like your car PM9. <laughs> <laughs> And we know that, you know, Glock 19 is not that big, but on me it looks huge. So. <laughs> I stick with my Glock, with my car PM9. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a, a video of me on our YouTube channel shooting a Desert Eagle. And, uh-huh. and oh. everybody says, I'm so big and my hands are so big, I'm making it look like a little 1911. I, I haven't shot a Desert Eagle, but I've shot the 500. Man, those things kick. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a bite to so it. So I take it there's no Desert Eagles on All-Stars. <laughs> oh, I didn't say that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Busted. I got you. <laughs> That's funny. So are, are you planning on doing any movies, or have you done any movies? Has anybody approached you on stuff like that? Um, no, no, or, right now. Or even now. consulting, like firearms consulting, anything like that? Yeah, it's something that's on you know talking about that and all that stuff but nothing has been finalized yet you know sometimes it takes time and process but yeah definitely i feel that will um like to adventure and for sure all right so we've got another question here uh from one of our lady listeners says okay which competitive shooting association is best for women and how do i go about getting in getting involved getting started well first you have to be a woman left hand <laughs> I said it well, in a question from one of our women, female listeners. You know what? That question reminds me when people ask me, what is the best gun for, for the beginner? It's like, you know what? There's not uh, beginners. There's no one specifically for women competition or anything like that. I always tell my students, first, feel comfortable with the firearm. Go practice, learn, get used to the noise. Get used to the people around. Get used to your pistol. Feel familiar with it. Like you know your gun. You're your friend with your gun. And then you can try anything. For women, like I said, sometimes I like to tell them. In the in in and with that said, depends on their attitude and you know how outgoing they are. But I always tell them start with steel challenge. Steel challenge is not so. Um, you know, uh, intimidating because you don't have to run around. Most of the time, sometimes you do, but you mm. don't have to run around <laughs> and all the mag changes and all that stuff. So you are in your spot and you shoot your steals and all that. So I would say, you know, first get to know the fundamentals, practice, feel comfortable with the firearm first, not with everybody else, with the firearm. Feel comfortable with your firearm and start shooting steel match. That's a very good intro to accuracy and speed. 
and then you can move with to whatever you want. And that would be, like I said, somebody that's very, you know, starting in that I think that's a very good path. I don't believe on, you know, super fast and all that stuff. I believe on process and everything's a process coming Form from your body. Form before speed, right? Yes, exactly. And it's your body, your mind, everything. So putting all that together, you know, in, in stages. Well, and there's something to be said in the steel match for somebody that's new to competition, the the audible feedback you get from it to where if you do IDPA and you're shooting cardboard, you don't always get that feedback. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, at least the steel matches, you are learning to draw, you see. Mm-hmm. And you are actually practicing your draw. Uh, you are practicing your accuracy because steel, steel doesn't lie. You know, in a paper, you can bite a little bit. And yeah, <laughs> right. I just bit a little bit here, or you just barely touched it. And I like steel, that. Steel doesn't lie. You no, know, steel, you have to really hit that. Especially in competition, that you have to knock them down. You know, it's not mm. like just in the, bo- in the border. You really have to hit that thing in the middle. So steel is a very good practice. That, that would be my suggestion. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about... Tell us a lot about your uh, instruction school that you have. Well, I actually, I wouldn't call it school. I just, one day I said to myself, um, and that everything happened one day when I lost my job. And, you know, those times where you are, that was way before Top Shot. No way, like a year before Top Shot. And you're like, oh, my God, what can I do? What can I do that I know how to and one day I said, you know what? I'm going to teach people, and that was my goal, how to really shoot good. They really shoot very good. So yeah. the same concept is what I get. What I do is I try making sure that not only they have a great experience, but they feel that they are more knowledgeable and, and, and they can apply that knowledge every time they go to the range. So. My classes, they vary and depends on what they want, whether it's basic, just basic class. I have, for instance, another, which is my favorite, which is uh, in their one-on-one. That's what I'm saying. They are one-on-one based on appointments. People have to make appointments. To do so you do class. private one-on-one? Yeah, it's just by appointment. Uh, I, I believe on one-on-one classes. So I have one class, it's four hours. But each hour, they learn something like basic, then precision and fast, then draw from holster, and then some other techniques. So it's like a, a mini intense training, but it's very effective. What about what about this um, the shoot for pink, or sh- yeah, shoot shoot pink for girls? Is that what it is? Shoot girls, <laughs> yeah, shoot pink for girls. Shoot pink not for girls. girls for <laughs> not not shoot girls. <laughs> shoot pink for girls. <laughs> Shoot <laughs> pink for girls. You know, the funny thing is that I'm not anything about pink. I don't have anything pink. I don't wear anything pink. But I have, I believe on pink as the sweet, the soft side of the woman. You see? And a woman, when, when I hear and when I pronounce the word woman, I pronounce it with power. You know, right. I am a woman. Mm-hmm. But have that pink on me that I feel feminine. Well, you made me a, a 
schedule. I have my lipstick all the time. I don't take pictures without lipstick <laughs> and, and all that stuff. So this got to have your hair just right, right? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this seminar and shooting classes are to show that that to show that you can be a strong woman in in a male dominated sport without losing the sense to be a woman. Okay, keeping your um, femini- femininity. Exactly. I'll spit it out in a minute. Exactly. It's like sometimes and happens everywhere. Whether our mechanics or in other fields, women have the tendency to try to fit in. They want to be rough. They want to be, you know, because they want that. They don't want to be looked, oh, this is the little girl. But, you know, I show, because I've lifted and, like, in Top Shot and everything, that you get more respect as a woman when you know who you are and you maintain who you are no matter what. I think there's no doubt that the respect, especially on the TV show, you can see that the guys really respect you, not only as a woman, but as a shooter. Definitely, and that's something, but that's something that a woman has to set that boundary, that you you are who you are, and that's not going to be changed by by anyone, but yet you are so confident that you can still, you know, hang out, with them and compete with them. Whether you win, whether you lose, whether you get hurt, or whether you just have fun. And you still be who you are. So that's pretty much why I set up these trainings and these seminars. That's, a, that's a very cool people. seminar. Now, you're traveling for that. That's not in Miami. You're actually going to Missouri for that. Is that correct? i actually going to have, um, have set up Missouri. Washington State in Arlington, that's in August. Mm-hmm. I have Houston, Texas in September, and I have Waco, Texas in beginning of November. Awesome. And, and what, what's the best way for people to find out about these classes? Like, is there a website, your website? or Definitely my website, www.gabbyfranco.com, and or my Facebook fan page, which I always try to update as much as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. Yeah, but yeah, I put the seminar just because of that. Because I don't want, yeah, it's great that women are getting firearms, but I want to, you know, kind of show them that you don't have to lose your 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 femininity. Your what? Femininity. I'm not even going to attempt it. <laughs> <laughs> but but yet, you know what? Having that strength and that, you know, attitude that you, you can be there and you belong there because you want to be there. <laughs> That's awesome. And the first one is the first uh, seminar in Missouri? Yes. June 21st Florida. through the 23rd? Yes. Do you want me to give out this number to our listeners? Um, yeah. Please. 417-962-GUNS. That's 417 yes. They can call that also and get additional information. Uh, is that just for the Missouri show, or is that for any of your seminars? No, that's actually only for the Missouri. I'm okay. actually promoting that one just because it's the first one. Right. And as we go along, I'm going to start talking about the one in Washington State, which I think is already sold out. I haven't even promoted it. Anymore. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> which is awesome, which is great. Yeah. So, 
So Leadheads, <laughs> check it out. Um, go to Gabby's Facebook page. Go to her website. Call that number. That and you know, left hand. Gabby said something earlier about when they're filming Top Shot, and there's so much material that they've got to use, and they've got to narrow it down to that one little show. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like we, we've got a lot of material here. Maybe we ought to uh, we do, do. A, do a segment, like a regular monthly segment with Gabby. I think so. We've got so much information from you today, and we've got so much more that we want to talk to you about. How would you feel about coming back uh, and doing doing a segment with us, uh, say, once a month or something? I would love Awesome. I, I have some. I have so much fun right now that <laughs> I would love to do it again. Thank awesome. you for asking. I, I, I'm I'm envisioning Gabby on guns. What do you yeah. think? Gabby on guns. Gabby yeah. on guns. If, if, if there are guns involved, I'm in. There we go. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much, Gabby. Uh, we've had a blast talking to you and getting some good information. And we will, I guess, look forward to next month. Now, definitely. Thank awesome. you so much, guys. Thanks. Good deal. Yeah, How man. cool was that talking to uh, Gabby? She was pretty cool. She was cool. beyond cool. She was a she's a cool chick. Yes, yeah, she is. Gave us a lot of good content. Can't wait to have her back on. Oh yeah. And uh, subject for tonight. This is our twenty second episode. Our main subject. Main subject. Twenty second episode. And of course, we're so going we're to talk, talk about twenty two caliber. And I think we got some guy that just called in. Some dude that, that may want to talk. Are you there, guy? I'm here. Ah. Is that, is that <laughs> I the, am. I am very much here. Is, so. that, is that the voice of the 22 Plankster? Uh, yes, I guess. <laughs> Don't so. sound so stinking enthusiastic, man. <laughs> and it, it has been a very long day at work. I'm uh-huh. about ready to pull my hair out, so I just want to get home and, and, and go to the range and do a little bit of shooting, try to relieve a little bit of stress. So, Hey, speaking of your, pulling your hair out, uh, we're doing this fundraiser we talked about at the beginning of the show. with uh, You've heard of A.J. Hawk, right? Football player? Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's got a thing called Hawks Locks for Kids. And you grow your hair out, and then you have it cut off, and they make wigs for kids that are going through chemotherapy. You want to do it with us? Dude, I would love to do that, but I have two kids of my own, and they have... (laughs) I've already pulled out most of my hair with my two kids, so uh, my hair is not as thick as it used to be or as long, so I, I would love to do that. Now, I have a mullet I could probably donate, um, there you, you know, go. that you've seen on some of my videos, but that, man, my hair does not grow very fast or very long or very thick, you know. I miss, I miss being 18 years old. So I used to have a head full of cash. Those days are way gone. <laughs> yeah, left hand said with me doing this fundraiser, I'm going to end up looking like Chewbacca. So <laughs> 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 you'd be legitimate now. Oh yeah. Hey, we had this question. A listener asked Gabby. I just want to make sure it wasn't you. Somebody sent an anonymous question to Gabby. Asked if Colby is really that cute in real life. That wasn't no, you. No, it was not me. Okay. I promise you that. I just wanted to make sure. It could have been 10 Outdoors 9. could have been 10 Outdoors 9. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was left hand. He he didn't claim it. So I'm just kind of asking around now, making sure. He does have really <laughs> white teeth, it. though. Yes, he does. I noticed that. They're like extremely bright white. <laughs> I know. I, I can't even I can't even stare at, the, at my TV when I watch him. Come on, he starts smiling. He's buffed and, up you know. a little bit, too, hasn't he? Are his arms a little more bulky than they used to be? Okay, now I'm really starting to think that was you asking the question, left hand. (laughs) You're noticing how buff he's getting. (laughs) He was bulging in that shirt last night. So, Plankster Man, uh, we we know you shoot these little things called 22s. Um, Yeah, I've been known to shoot one or two of them. Yeah. What's kind of like your favorite uh, 
brand? Is it, do you have like a favorite round of 22? Well, um, I, I get this question asked a lot. Um, probably just everyday plinking, what I do, what I've probably done probably 95% of my trick shots with is just straight up federal 525 bulk pack, uh, the champion, the blue box. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is, that is my favorite bulk ammo to shoot. Uh, it's a 36 grain copper jacketed bullet. So and I like when you shoot in, in large quantities of 22, you want to go with a, um, with a, you know, jacketed bullet instead of using a lead because lead, man, it just smokes a little bit more, fouls mm-hmm. up your barrel and, uh, and just makes your pistol or rifle really dirty. But, you know, lead is, I like shooting lead more or less when I'm shooting a rifle, but for pistol, you know, give me the, the jacketed rounds all day. What do you think is worse for, like, the, the fouling up your rifle, the the lead or those golden bullets? Oh, wow. Those things are pretty uh, nasty. Yeah, the golden bullets, you know, they they, they serve their purpose. There's some guns, uh, some automatic firearms that, that cycle those things fine. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not a huge fan of them. Um, but there are some firearms that's all they will cycle is the golden bullet for some strange reason. Uh, I think it's because the bullet's very, very, very loose in that casing, and uh, so I think that's the only reason why you know a couple firearms cycle it pretty well. But um, I'm not a fan of the golden bullet, but um, you know I think I'd rather shoot a good quality lead bullet before I'd shoot a golden bullet. What about are you, are you starting to see some of the prices or the availability of 22 get back to normal or? Well, um, believe it or not, 22 ammo is coming back. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with people, the, the main scare and all that stuff. You know, it's not gone, but it's not the way it used to be with the gun laws that may have been presented, you know, nationwide. But, you know, 22s, they will be coming back. I, I'm starting to see a few more on shelves um, of different you know, name brands, not anything that I shoot, but uh, I, I am seeing some stuff. I actually got a text message uh, today from 10 Outdoors 9 that he was at a place in Nashville and they had tons of CCI. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, you know, that's, that's a good sign. Um, I've had 20,000 rounds on back order since January, and I have yet to see that ammo. So I can't wait till that gets in so I can do a little bit more shooting than what I'm doing now. So, But I think by probably October, November, you should see the 22 ammo on every shelf that it used to be. That'll be good. It'll be nice to see that. I Means- think that's going to be all ammo in the next eight months. It's my prediction. Yeah, and and that's saying that nothing else crazy happened. You know, oh, that obviously, not any, yeah, yeah. You, you know, know if it's just like it is. There. Yeah, if it's just like it is now. Uh, you know, nothing crazy is happening in the United States with, with, you know, a mass shooting or anything like that. Nobody is uh, a scare tactics and things of that nature. If everything's just calm the way it is, I, I predict 22 ammo will be on shelves October, November. So do you have something coming up? I know the last time you were on our show, you announced you're going to take a little hiatus. And I've been, like, seeing these rumors floating around Facebook and on YouTube that your channel is about to come back with a big bang. Yes, it is, and I'm I'm very excited about it. Um, there's another YouTube channel called Rated RR, and uh, he's a good friend of mine. He's a fellow Tennessean, but he lives in California. And he owns a high-speed camera. And, man, I can't tell you how many thousands and thousands of comments that I've gotten or, you know, private messages saying, hey, you need a high-speed camera. If you look at any of my 
videos, you just read in the comments, and the number one comment is, you need a high-speed camera. Well, those high-speed cameras, they're tens of thousands, and sometimes if you get a really good one, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And uh, my small YouTube budget, not buying one, so, but me and the Rated RR hooked up. We started talking probably about October, November, and finally, uh, this weekend, I will be shooting with him and his high-speed camera. So I'm going to do some stuff for his channel, and then after we get done doing that, I'm going to try to revisit a lot of my trick shots. Well, not a lot of them. I'm going to try to revisit probably 10 or 12 of them. Wow. Try to get it at high speed. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know how well it's going to work out. I don't know how the weather is going to do tomorrow because, you know, you get a camera that's up, you know, outside worth a couple hundred thousand dollars. Right. And, uh, you know, there's chance of rain. You, <laughs> you, uh, you know, you get kind of, you know, don't on edge a little bit. <laughs> so, but, uh, it's called you know, I, I can't wait. Yeah, 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 and there's no rescheduling because he came in from California. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why he came in California was to do this. And uh, so we were supposed to do it last week, but it's just some things happened with his plane ticket. We couldn't uh, we couldn't meet up, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave in the morning, and this is, I guess, Thursday. I'm going to leave in the morning at about 5.30 and uh, drive for about two hours and shoot till probably dark. So awesome. really, really looking forward to it. So hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> I can do what I usually do, and I just don't, you know, get a brain fart or something, and forget how to shoot. <laughs> so hopefully that'll happen. <laughs> Mister Humble again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm being serious. I'm being serious. I, I you know, I, I love shooting, and you know, I just get, I get nervous shooting around people. That's why I don't shoot any competition or anything like that because. I really get nervous shooting around people. With sports, it was not like that. I, I fed on the adrenaline with sports. You know, you played basketball, too. You remember when I used to school you back in high school. Oh, wait, but, wait, uh, wait, what was that last part? I think you just brain farted. <laughs> jab, jab, jab. Could, could we get that brain fart on a high-speed camera? <laughs> No, but we, you know, I, I used to, I used to thrive on adrenaline, you know, pumped up and stuff. Sure. But when you're shooting, especially being a precision shooter, you don't want the adrenaline running through you because you want a steady aim. You know, you want to be able to pull that bullet where you want to put it. And um, I, I think that I hope I don't get too excited and worked up about it. Hopefully, I can hit my target tomorrow. So we're targets. So it's going to be. Man, I spent hundred and twenty dollars at Walmart just buying targets to shoot for the high speed camera. <laughs> So we're awesome. about, about 120 at Walmart and probably another 25 at the Dollar Tree. So I love the Dollar Tree because all targets are a dollar. So, you know, I just went and just bought a bunch of stuff for a dollar to shoot because I thought it looked pretty cool with the high-speed camera. That's so what we go. did with our uh, Hickok. Our, our Hickok tree. Video. We just went to the dollar store and just went to town. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, so everybody check out in the next, what, few weeks or so? Probably. Yeah, well, I, I don't know where it's going to be. Because I'm going to, you know, like I said, we're going to do some stuff for his channel first. We're going to get right. that out of the way. Um, probably two or three videos, uh, maybe, hopefully. And then after that, whatever time past that that we're going to uh, use throughout the day, we're going to be revisiting my trick shot. Thing. If I get 10 of them done, I will be very happy. Um, but he's just giving me the footage, and I'm editing it. So it's whenever I have time to edit it, and it's, it's a little bit more editing than uh, sure. involved just my videos because usually <laughs> I'm serious I can go out do a trick shot done editing all within like 30 to 45 minutes and you know I've got a video this is not going to be the case so it's going to I'm going to try to put a little bit of music with it and everything else so uh, you know I, I'm excited I'm, I'm really excited how it actually is going to look 
you have any requests that you what you want me to shoot tomorrow or what just, you want me to do? Just the same request I request every time you ask, do we have any requests? <laughs> uh, what, what was that? Because I get a lot of them. I'm sorry. Well, I think, you know, back we kind of talked about it on the last show you were on, but um, <clears throat> there was like these, a big box of 22 and then two other smaller boxes of 22, and it was like, hey, I'll do a tribute video to this show called Talking Lead. <laughs> Yeah, now this, this is not the one where, because man, I get a lot of requests. This no, is not was, the one where you're talk, talking about where somebody wants me to stand on one end <laughs> and somebody stand on the other end and shoot a bullet at each other and hit the bullets in the middle. You don't want me to do that, do you? No, that's what the listeners wanted you to do. We'll, we'll, yeah, that, we'll allow you to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's a little, that's a little um, yeah, I, I was born at night, but I wasn't born at night. You do the so. bank shot bullet. That, that's called a duel. <laughs> a duel, yeah, that, that is what that's called, so... <laughs> It's called a lose. <laughs> yeah, nobody's going to win in that situation no, at all. Not at all. It won't be fun. So, Plexter, no, have you, you be you be creative. <laughs> have you acquired any new um, pistols since we talked to you last, or rifles? Let me see. Uh, when was I on the show last? Long, like long time three ago. Three months ago? Three, oh my, yes. It was still um, cold. Yeah, let me see. I bought a nylon 66. Uh, I've always wanted one of those things, uh, Twenty two. Bought one of those. Oh yes, yes, um, <laughs> yes. I did buy a new firearm, a nine millimeter. Uh, I, listen, I had to hurry up and buy one of these things if I was going to keep hanging out with people like you guys and Ten Outdoors Nine and Hickok. I bit the bullet and bought a. It's hard for me to say. We're helping. We're helping. Good. Good. Glad. I bought a Glock. Yeah! Yes. <laughs> I bought it. I didn't say I liked it. I didn't say I liked it. But you are an but owner I, of a Glock. That's what matters. I am an owner of a Glock because, you know, I was going to lose a lot of friends uh, if I didn't own a Glock. So I went ahead. I bought a Glock 19. Uh, it was actually my sister's. And uh, she was like, well, you want to buy it? I'm like, yeah, I want to buy it. And I got the family discount. So it worked out Sweet. pretty well. And uh, she went and bought that. What's that little SIG? They make them in 380 and 9 mm It looks like a little 1911. Yeah, I the, um... I, uh, I can't think of the model right now. My mind went blank. Is it the 220? No, it's like a... Uh, I can't think of I don't know. Yeah, I know There's probably your listeners right now screaming exactly. at their, you know, smartphone and computer saying, oh, it's this, but I just can't remember what it is, so... Um, but she bought that in a little 380. I think and, you just uh, created this week's uh, trivia question. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So it's a very common... Um, pistol and you know I shot it and it thing shoots great um, nice. you know I like it so but yes I I am an owner I didn't say proud owner I said I am an owner of a Glock 19 now so yeah. um, and you know what I took it out to the range and I fired you know I think I put 10 rounds in a magazine and I fired and I kept them all you know by the size of a tennis ball at you know 30-35 feet so you it's didn't, huge. you didn't so, vomit no I didn't it's just, oh, it, man, it's just getting used to that grip angle that hump in those sites, it's just man. It's just You'll it's just a lot there. to get used to. You'll but I I will. Well, you've got to shoot it a lot to get there, and I can't promise you that I'm going to shoot it a lot. So, <laughs> but you know, now I can tell people, you know, yeah, I own a Glock, and you know, when I tell them I don't own a Glock, they kind of look at me funny. So now I can say at least I own a Glock. There you go. Well, thanks for calling in, man, and everybody out there. Even if it does take a little while, go ahead and go and subscribe to Rated RR's channel and also 22 Plinkstrich's channel, and eventually you'll see those videos pop up. But go ahead and yeah, subscribe Yeah, subscribe to now. my channel first. Yeah, so. 22 Plinkstrich yeah. Perks. 
Ferk? Yeah, Ding Ding got it right enough. Sig P two thirty eight. Oh, you just it, gave what, away what the answer. Sig P two thirty eight. Okay, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So I like that little pistol. It's pretty awesome. I can't have Sig as a trivia question. Sorry. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for calling in. All right. Thanks for having me on again. Thanks, 22. So that was really cool for Plinkster to call in on our yeah, 22nd episode. Yeah, being 22 Plinkster, 22nd episode. Appreciate it, man. Talking about 22 cows. Thanks a bunch. So give us some, some background on the 22 left hand. Well, I don't really know a lot of history on it, but... I mean, it's been around for a while, but it's, it's probably one of the most popular rounds that there is, and that's due to uh, its low cost, minimal recoil, and the noise. You know, you got relatively low noise. It's an ideal cartridge for recreational shooting, initial firearms training, small game hunting, uh, and, quote, pest control. Varmint control. Rodents. Little uh, rabbits, things eating your garden up, you know, things like that. You don't want to be shooting insects with it, like roaches. Of course, if you're in Texas, you could probably shoot roaches with it and be fine. I'm just getting a head nod from you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we are on radio. Yes, <laughs> you're right. They are big, big cockroaches there. <laughs> Everything's big in Texas. We've been doing right? this YouTube thing. I get used to being on video. i got to remember to say <clears throat> something. Speak up, son. <clears throat> Nowadays, everything's hard to find. So if you can find them, they're still going to be relatively the cheapest uh, for the for the amount of ammo that you can find. Not to mention that uh, you know the diversity. A lot of the manufacturers now make conversions for their either nines or forties or whatever they are uh, to a twenty two. So you could pop in a twenty two barrel. Uh, you know, special magazines, ARs are doing that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, you can save a, a lot of money by doing that. I mean, you still get a little bit of recoil and feel it, but. Yeah, you're saving a ton of money. You're seeing well, the you're getting you're getting the training on the platform itself. Whether you know it's a 1911 that you put a conversion in, or a Glock, or an AR, uh, you're still getting the weight and feel of of the weapon. And it's like Jaeger told us too. It's like you know if you're practicing, use cheap ammo. If you're training, use the good stuff. You know, use the real ammo. Um, so by no means should you switch out your AR, uh, convert it to a twenty two to go to a training class. You need to train with the ammo that you're going to be fighting with or defending yourself with uh, versus just going home and practicing, you know, your target shooting and stuff like that. Two different mindsets on why you would want to do something like that. And now it's time for facts, facts to fight the I don't know what just happened in that fact to fight the miss left hand, but uh, I, I, I think Marty, a weird noise just, Marty from uh, from, <laughs> from the campaign, the campaign jump in jumped there. in there. Yeah. So, what's your myth this week, left hand? That you don't need to wear hearing protection when shooting a twenty-two, even though that may be true in some loads for the twenty-two. It's still capable of putting out enough decibels that could damage your hearing, uh, especially if you're going to shoot a whole lot of rounds. So. You still need to wear your ear protection when you're shooting the 22, just to be on the safe side. Well, my fact to fight the myth when it comes to the 22 long rifle bullet, you always hear, oh, a 22 is more effective because when you shoot a 22 into somebody, it just bounces around all over their body. It's not true. If you shoot any bullet and it hits the rib cage, yeah, it's going to bounce and ricochet off into somewhere else. But there's no perpetual energy that's going to continue to bounce around inside their body. Usually when it starts hitting structures and soft tissue it it slowly starts to slow down so this whole myth that everybody says oh well you shoot somebody with a 22 and that thing will bounce around at least a dozen times no it's not going to happen there there's physics involved and 
uh, it's going to eventually come to a stop. It doesn't have Isn't that kind of what you want it to do, though? What's that? Bounce around. That does maximum well, yeah, damage. I mean, you would love that, but it doesn't bounce around a bunch of times. Like everybody says, a 22 long. It, it mm. bounce off a rib. It'll probably tumble a little bit, and it'll come to a stop. Uh, so, yeah. There, it's not this super ball of bullets that you can throw and it just bounces off every wall inside. Super of ball? Body. Yeah, you know those little super balls you get at the store and you throw them against <laughs> okay, the wall? Okay, I got you. Boom, 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 they go I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. So, super ball. That is my fact to fight the myth. So this week, uh, we only have one new listener feedback. The listener is Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie says, message, I just wanted to say that your show is very entertaining and fast moving. 90 minutes blow by. Well, Ronnie, it looks like this one's going to be a little bit longer than 90 minutes. So you're lucky on that one. I'm to divide into two shows oh speaking of which we gotta apologize because we said we were gonna have a second show this week last week this should be probably in our corrections but we'll do it now we got to that class and it was so intense and so like um <laughs> subject matter intensive that we were learning we like, had homework yeah dudes. we had homework to do that night so we weren't able to sit down and record plus we were exhausted I mean, every day at the range, we were there, what, yeah. six hours at the range the first day? No, longer than that. Longer than that. Well, we had a classroom, and then we had a range. Yeah, so, I mean, we were we were, we were were tanked, and then we had homework that night. So we were our ass constantly, too. Yeah, we were, <laughs> we, we weren't able to uh, get that second show in, but we're, we're hoping there's going to be some things fall in line where we're going to start being able to do some, uh, some more shows. Uh, anyways. But we're so, cutting in YouTube videos in between, too, so yeah. check out the YouTube videos, too, guys. Definitely go subscribe to that YouTube channel. Yeah. Just talking lead on YouTube. Get so to anyways, see Zeke's pretty face. Yeah. My Chewbacca-looking face. <laughs> Soon to be. Ronnie <laughs> says... I just wanted to say that your show is very entertaining, fast-moving, 90 minutes blow by. I think I already said that. But he says, unlike many shows where there is conversation, yours is fun, like not boring. I get sick of snickering, giggling, dorkiness in other shows. Oh, you mean like juvenile people? We've never been He's not saying accused of being juvenile. No, we? no, no. At all. Our show <laughs> subject matter. Your, your program is informative and straight-up funny. Thanks, Ronnie. Please keep bringing humor, guests, controversy, and debate. My first gun was a single-shot 20-gauge given to me by my dad when I was early teens. Lost touch with shooting until four years ago. I am now 47. I am hooked. My first purchase was a Ruger 2245. I now own Ruger 22s, Rugers. CZ 9mm, Ruger 1911, 45 I hear SP. Ruger, Ruger, Ruger. I hear a lot of Ruger, too. Oh, down here at the bottom. I like Ruger. He likes Ruger. Hey, Ronnie, I got a Ruger 357 GP 141, oh. if you're interested. No, Talk. just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I also appreciate their open commitment to advocacy, which Ruger does. Uh, Ruger.com had that, uh, or still has the... Um, the letter yeah they're one of the well, the companies one of the big companies that stepped up lastly i reload oh he gives us a movie sergeant alvin york and the matrix the matrix those are two drastically different movies right there but uh two very good movies at the same time well if you think about it it's one guy taking out a lot of guys so yeah. it's very similar and alvin c york is from alvin c york's from jamestown there you go jamestown tennessee i had a uh, baseball coach from there there you go. So he says uh, his EDC is either the Ruger LCP with Laser Max or Ruger SR9 CT. How did I know he was going to have uh, Rugers? Double Rugers. Uh, one of his three Spyderco Manix 2s, uh, a Phoenix E15 keychain light, Streamlight Stylus Pro, LaRue Tactical Keychain key Armadillo Bottle Opener. Wow. Putting a hurting on a bad guy or a cold one. Kingston Keychain Thumb Drive. And he's Good like Lord. Artisan Tony. Artisan Tony had the thumb drive and all that stuff on yeah, a keychain. Yeah, he did. An S-Beaner two-side carabiner on a keychain. Backup bottle top opener. Yeah, smart. 
You know, he's, he's he's all about the bottle top openers. In my smart uh, man, Ronnie, I my, like it. My pack, and I think everybody should have a a jump drive, flash drive is part of their EDC because they're just. I mean, it's mainstay nowadays. It's it's yeah, an easy way to transfer data. Me, I'm just gonna say here. Can I have your? Well, it's not all about. Data. It's not all about being attacked, <laughs> Zeke. It's <laughs> it's about being prepared for all kinds of different situations. Where you might need to transfer data or get data, keep your little flash drive, and it makes it quick and easy. There you go. And then he, at the end, he says, uh, keep up the great work. So we've had minimal, to say the least, interest, it seems, in our trivia questions. No, so, no. It's like the last two times we've only had like two or three people answer. And we got some good and, swag here to give away. And the last now. one we didn't have any response to at all. Yeah, and we um, see you're listening. Don't try to sneak around and not want yeah. to answer. We so, see I mean, if you don't like the again. trivia questions <laughs> section, uh, we'll cut it out of the show. So give but us some feedback. feedback. Let us know if you like it. If you don't like it, you know it's fine. It's, it doesn't matter to us one way or the other. We just do it because it's fun. So yeah, it's you know, and we we're, we're starting as we're getting bigger and as more people are finding out about us. There's people sending us some cool stuff. I mean, really, really cool stuff we want to give away, but we yeah. can't give it away. But it's, we don't do it just for that. We do it because it's fun. Yeah. So, I mean, don't be expecting to get something every time uh, we do it. Just do it because you enjoy it. And if you know the answer, <laughs> you know, shout it out. So we're throwing our tantrum and you better answer. When? <laughs> so so well, last week's trivia question, which we never got. Last week's trivia question, which we never got an answer to. Still uh, stands. Still stands. It was on the Reaper Outdoors video on our YouTube channel where we interviewed Doug Daddish, who was here last week on the show, Reaper 02. What are the two NFL teams that he played for? He says it in that video about halfway through. So check it out. Answer it. Or if not, just let us know. Say, yeah, trivia is kind of cheesy. But uh, either way, we're going to do it. Yeah. So let us know. All right. Don't forget to check out our sponsors. HG Press, Holder and Green Professional Real Estate Services. Also, All or Nothing Tattoo, allornothingtattoo.com, and their uh, their gear store is strangleholdmerch.com. Firearms Radio Network, our bandwidth sponsor. Uh, yep. They are firearmsradio.tv. See all the different podcasts that are on there. Check out our Facebook page, like us there, Twitter, and now Instagram. Which, if you're part of Twitter, you're going to get the Instagram pics anyways. But if you are on Instagram, check it out. It's just talking lead on there. And also check out Ergo Grips, ErgoGrips.com. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, and, Ernie, again. And, of course, GabbyFranco.com. Thank you so much, Gabby, for coming on the show. We You're awesome, Gabby. Time. We're looking forward to our segment with you. Exactly. Gabby on Guns. And 22 Plinkster's YouTube channel. Just go there, type in the number 22 and the word Plinkster. And then Richard Ryan's, which is Rated RR. Uh, just go to Rated RR on uh, YouTube. He's got and some really cool, like, uh, 50 BMG videos. Check so. out Artisan Tony on YouTube. Yep. Check out TN Outdoors 9 on YouTube. Hickok 45. Hickok 45. All our buddies, James Yeager, that tactical response. And, yeah, tactical response. Again, thank you, James. It was a great weekend. Uh, learned learned a, ton. a ton. Can't thank you enough, buddy. Appreciate it. I had a blast. And as always, left hand, keep your loved ones close. And keep your firearms closer. Yeah.